Welcome to the Music, Money, and Life podcast. This podcast is brought to you by HowToLicenseYourMusic.com. If you want to learn how to make money writing music for TV, films, and ads, visit HowToLicenseYourMusic.com today for a free video series all about how to write music specifically for use in TV shows, films, and commercials. Music, Money, and Life is the podcast that brings together the best minds in music licensing, music publishing, music marketing, and more together in one place. Learn how to license your music and market your music. Learn the latest cutting-edge techniques for getting your music heard and making money from your music. Learn directly from the musicians and industry insiders on the front lines of the music business. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review in iTunes. Every positive review helps us rise up the ranks in iTunes, gain more subscribers, and attract more and more great guests. And now, without further ado, here's today's podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Music, Money, and Life podcast. How about that new podcast intro that that turned out really well, I think. I grew tired of the same old boring, monotonous podcast intro that I think I've been using for, I don't know, like the last two years or, or so now. So I went online and I found somebody to, to do the, um, to create the podcast intro that you just heard. I, I wrote the script and I found this guy to do the voiceover work and he put the music and everything together. And I thought it turned out really, really cool. And it surprisingly was pretty affordable. It, it wasn't that expensive. So that is the new podcast intro that you will hear for, for this podcast going forward. Um, a couple really quick announcements before we get into today's topic. Today's topic, by the way, is marketing online. And I get a lot of questions about this. A lot of my clients ask me about marketing and how I've been able to market myself successfully over the last decade or so. So I wanted to do a podcast about that topic. I get so many questions about it. But before we get into that, a couple quick announcements. So tomorrow for this podcast, I'm interviewing Ariel Hyatt, who speaking of, of marketing is, is from a company called Cyber PR. And we're gonna, going to have a conversation about marketing and, and branding as it relates to musicians and how you can better market and brand, brand yourselves. This is a topic that I want to explore more and more going forward. I feel like it's a really important topic, sort of across the board for musicians, but certainly in the context of licensing, the better you can market yourselves, the better you can brand yourselves and get your name out there, the better you know that you'll tend to do licensing-wise. So that podcast will be recorded tomorrow and probably released uh, later this week, Friday or Saturday. And then on Friday, another uh, podcast that I'm recording is a podcast with the TV composer, Eddie Gray. Now, some of you will probably remember Eddie from the podcast last year. Eddie is actually a former uh, uh, student of mine. He's a really good example of someone who's gone through the courses that I teach at howtolicenseyourmusic.com and has, has parlayed that information into a thriving a thriving career as a TV composer. He's the main composer for, I think, three different shows now on A and E. It might might be two or two or three. I'll find out more on Friday. But he's doing really really well. I had a conversation with him the other day, and I don't know if I'm at liberty to say exactly how much money he's making, but it's right around six six figures. He's doing really really well in the. Uh, field of, of composing for television. So Eddie and I are actually working on a course later this month about composing specifically for, for television. He does primarily instrumental music, instrumental cues. Um, so the podcast is going to be interesting. We'll talk more about the course uh, during the podcast, I'm sure. So earlier today, I did a coaching call with a client 
of mine. I do coaching and consulting for musicians who want to break into licensing. And the person that I did the coaching call with was asking me about marketing. And sort of towards the, the end of the call, he said something like, you know, you've obviously done a really good job marketing your, yourself online. You, you seem to be doing really well as a marketer. And so he just, he had questions related to marketing. And this is actually, I get this question a lot, surprisingly. I would say on average, maybe like 25% of the coaching calls I do, they bring up this topic of marketing. So I get this question so much that I thought I would do a podcast devoted to this topic. So it's interesting because like this guy I was talking to is like, you know, you seem to be, you, you seem to really know what you're doing marketing wise. And I don't, it's, it's funny when people say that to me, I, I hear it so much that there must be an element of truth to that, but I don't think of myself as a great marketer. And, and um, it was really funny. I did a retreat like three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago in California and I, I co-hosted two retreats with my producer, Gary Gray, and we had probably about 20 people in total attend two different weekend-long re- retreats. And on the second weekend, I went out to dinner with like five or six of the participants, uh, five or six of the people that, that were there attending the retreats. And one of the girls that, that attended, we were talking and she was like, you know, what what is it like to be mildly famous? And... Uh, I, I just, just had to laugh. I mean, I, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, I mean, I, I guess for me, I'm just, I'm aware of so many marketers and so many people online that have much, much bigger followings that, than I do. So I, I think it's kind of funny when, when people think of me as a great marketer. I feel like in this particular niche, you know, the, the, the music business and even, you know the niche of music licensing, which is even a smaller niche than a, than a music business. It's a pretty small niche to begin with, so so I don't feel like I don't feel like this particular niche even really has the chance of of blowing up into like a huge thing. You know, like there's certain marketers. I mean, like when this girl asked me this question about what it's like to feel mildly famous, it sort of became this running joke of the, the entire weekend because to me it was so preposterous. There are so many more people online that have way bigger followings. I think on YouTube, I have like slightly more than 2000 subscribers. I mean, it's really small in the grand scheme of things. So when you look at someone like a, a Joe Rogan or a, uh, a Mark Marin, I mean, there's definitely podcasters with a lot more subscribers than I have. So I thought it was kind of funny. But with that said, I do kind of take all of these comments um, you know, I, t- I take them as compliments. And so it got me thinking today, you know, so many people bring up this topic and they ask me about marketing and they allude to the fact that they perceive me as someone who knows what they're doing marketing wise, that I thought, you know, I want to do a podcast where I sort of break down what works that I do, you know, what, what, what it is about what I'm doing that actually does work. Because in all fairness, to be as objective as possible, I, I consider myself a, a decent marketer. You know, like I said, there's there's definitely way more popular YouTube channels, way more popular podcasts. So I kind of take all these comments with a, with a grain of salt. But, I, you know, I do think I'm a decent marketer. And you know, to be honest, I've been doing this close to 10 years now, closing in on a decade. And I'm still here. I'm still in business. And um, so to that, you know, to a certain extent, I must be doing something right. So I want to break down what I think 
you know, when I kind of step back and look at what I'm doing, what I think is working and, and, and why, and why I've been able to stay in business this long. So here are my seven tips for how to market yourself online. All of these tips are sort of derived from what I've been doing in terms of, of marketing my services and my products. But we'll talk at, I'll talk at the end of the podcast about how you can, you can apply all of these things to music and the music business. And one of the really interesting things that I've learned over the last clo- close to 10 years now is really to succeed in any industry it's sort of the same idea. Like you can you can take all of these tips I'm about to give you and apply them to any other industry, whether it's the music business or podcasting or YouTube. It's all very, very similar in terms of what works and what doesn't. So here are my seven tips for how to successfully market yourself online. Number one, be unique, uniqueness. So when I first started my website back in 2007, I believe it was 2007 or early 2008, is to, like to the best of my knowledge, I was the only person teaching, like teaching courses on music licensing. I could be wrong. Maybe there were one or two, or maybe there were a few other people doing it. I wasn't aware of them. So it was, it was a unique niche. And when I launched my website and I launched my first course and subsequent course, it honestly, and I've talked about this before, like starting my business felt very easy to me. I started making money very quickly. It was not a ton of money, but it was enough money that it, it, it inspired me to quit my job as a guitar teacher and go, in, go into this full time, full time. Now, this was, again, like early 2008. I think I did, did this for about six months and right around August or September of 2008, I quit my job as a guitar teacher and started doing this full time. And then within a couple months, the economy crashed and everything I had been doing like overnight became harder and, and harder. So it started very easy, but very quickly I realized, okay, this is going to, this is going to be going to be work, but uniqueness. I think if you, if you're just doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, whether it's an internet business or music, I mean, like this definitely applies to the music industry, it's going to be a lot harder. You know, if, if you can be a big fish in a small pond, your job is going to be much, much easier. So when I started, I was, if not the only person doing this, one of very few. Now there's a lot of people do, doing this, and it, um, I mean, there's just, I see more and more people kind of throwing their hat into the ring of teaching licensing. I've had several of my students, like former students, go on to create their own courses. And in effect, you know, they're, they're kind of competing with, with what I'm doing. And that's, you know, that's okay. That's the, the free market. That's capitalism is, is this idea of competition. So anybody is free to create any product or service they want. But I just think when you have something unique that people are actually looking for, it's going to be a lot easier. So I think one of the keys to my success early on was uniqueness. Uh, number two, my second tip is to be authentic. And this is another comment. I get a lot of comments about this and, and I love hearing this. It's, it's, um, it's probably one of the things that I'm most proud about. And I try really, really hard to do this is I, is I really strive to be as authentic and and um, 
non-salesy and pushy. Like I don't want to be a sleazy marketer is what, what I'm trying to say. And it's funny that the same girl that I was telling you about who, who asked me what it was like to be mildly famous, we were having this conversation and I told her like, I don't, I don't want to be a marketer. Like I'd much rather be known as a musician who happens to market products and services than a marketer who happens to be a musician. And she said something to the effect of, you know, of all the people I follow online, you're the least sleazy, which I, I guess sort of is, is implying that I'm a little bit sleazy. I, I don't know. But I took it as a compliment. And, and I've heard this a lot um, from my clients and people that I work with and coach is that everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people tell me that I come across as very authentic. And that's not by by accident. Like I really strive it's a hard balance to, to be honest, because when you're in business doing anything and your paycheck and the money you make depends on your ability to successfully market yourself, there's a, te- a temptation to overdo it. And it's, I'm sure sometimes I do. I'm sure there, there's been instances where I come across too aggressive or I come across as more concerned about money than music. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that I, I don't always do this perfectly, but I really strive and have strived throughout the last 10 years to, to be authentic. Um, if you look at any of my marketing material, I've never made anything up. I've never lied about my success or lack of success. I'm just telling, telling my experiences, sharing my experiences, and I try to be as authentic and transparent and, and honest as possible. So hopefully I'm, I'm doing a good job in that department. Um, number three, my third tip is consistency. If you're marketing yourself online, and again, whether it's music or a product or a service, you need to be consistent. And this is another thing that when I'm objective about myself and what I've done over the last 10 years, this is another thing that I think I've done well. Like I, I don't always feel like I'm the best marketer. I probably don't write the best ad copy. I don't run the best ad campaigns, but I'm very, very consistent in terms of putting out content. So I'm always on a regular basis doing podcasts. I'm making videos. I'm writing blogs. I'm trying as much as possible to come up with with new courses. So I think I've been very consistent in what what I've done and I think that's another that's been another sort of keys to allowing me to stay in business all this time is that you know I look back to my YouTube channel for example and there's been periods where there are certain years that did not go as well for me personally as others like I'm sure we all have bad years or or bad months within those years but I look back at the content that I put out and there's been this consistency, like regardless of what's been going on in my life, whether it's up or down, whether I'm in a relationship or out, out of a relationship, whatever it is, I'm always putting out content. So I've, I've been, a, been able to consistently just kind of keep with this on a regular basis over the last 10 years. And that's allowed me to, to stay in business. And so, you know, that that's something that I strive to keep keep doing going forward is just to consistently keep putting out better and better content. Um, which leads me to bullet point number four, which is create value. So I don't like none of this would have worked if I didn't choose something that people actually are looking for information that they want and need. So I don't remember who it was, but it, there was a marketer when I first started doing this back in like 2007, 
I think it was actually Eben Pagan, who's a, a multi-millionaire marketer, but he said something to the extent of, if you can provide value, like if you can figure out a way to bring real tangible value to people's lives, you'll never worry about money. And, and I really took that to heart. And that's something I've, I've really strived to do with my website and my courses and this podcast is more than anything, provide value. And it, you know, it, it's tricky because believe me, there are times when I get tired of, of talking about licensing or tired of talking about the music business in general, but I think it's really important that you pick something and you sort of stick with it and, and try to be as valuable as possible within the context of whatever niche you've chosen. So something that I've really tried as hard as possible to maintain is, is a love and passion for music. Look, it, it waxes and wanes like everybody else, I'm sure. There's, there's days and weeks maybe where I don't feel it as much as others, but more often than not, I'm actually pretty excited about what it is that I'm doing. And when I'm not, I take a step back and I usually get back to it pretty quickly because I, I really do enjoy music and the music business and I enjoy compiling this, this information. So, but like the, the point is it has to be valuable, valuable. People have to find it valuable. Um, otherwise, you know, it's not going to work. Um, number five, this is an, another point when I was thinking about like the last 10 years of, of why I've been able to, to stay in business is the idea of picking one or two things and then getting really, really good at them. Look, online, there's so many different ways you can potentially market yourself. There's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's YouTube, there's Facebook. There's all these different mediums that you can use to promote yourself, and they're all potentially great. Don't get me wrong. They're all valid. They all have their place. But something I've heard a lot and something I've really t taken to heart is the idea that you you it's very rare that you're going to master all of these different ways of, of marketing yourself. Instagram is different than YouTube. YouTube is different than doing a podcast. Podcast Podcasting is different than writing blogs. So I've tried to pick just a handful of these. And in my case, I do podcasts, I do blogs, and I do courses. And that's really about it. I, I, I have a YouTube channel. I don't feel... I sometimes feel like I neglect that channel. It hasn't grown as much as, as I would have liked. Like I said at the beginning of this, I think I have around 2,100 su subscribers. So it's growing. I think it's a very you know, valid, viable way to get the message out. But I prefer this format. I prefer podcasting. I prefer long-form content. I think for what I'm trying to teach, licensing in the music business, it's very hard to give people two or three minute little snippets of information and articulate what it is that, you know, that I'm trying to say. So for me, I've kind of stuck to podcasting and, um, and my website and, and blogging. Number seven, and this ties back into the idea of competition. Um, and this is the idea of always be improving, like, like keep improving what it is you're doing. So like I said, when I first started out, I, I'm pretty sure I was the only person teaching music licensing, maybe one of a handful of people teaching it. Now there's, I, I see new websites, it seems like almost every day where someone new has started a website or they've written an ebook or created a course. So there's a lot of people doing this. And, 
And that's, that's fine. But what that forces me to do in terms of my marketing and, and just my overall approach to my business is to keep improving. I mean, I guess this is like the great thing about cap capitalism or a bad thing, depending on how you, you look at it, depending on what your perspective is. But the good thing about competition, it's great for consumers. But for me, it's great because it forces me to take this more seriously. I can't sit back and rest on my laurels and keep cashing checks from courses I did 10 years ago or five years ago. It just doesn't work that way. So it like the competition and seeing more and more people kind of in this space has forced me to, to, to keep improving or to, to at least keep trying to improve what it is I'm doing. I feel like I'm, I'm getting better and better. Hopefully I am. So to recap, and again, I feel like all of these points are equally applicable to musicians or entrepreneurs or marketers, like whatever it is you're trying to do, I feel like these points are applicable. So number one, uniqueness, be unique. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Don't just copy the competition. Find your own unique voice. So whether it's music or marketing or creating a business or a service or a product, do something unique and original. Number two is be authentic. Again, this obviously applies to music, um, kind of ties into the, the idea of being unique. If you're being authentic, you're going to come across as unique. If you're not doing what everybody else is doing, you're going to come across as more authentic and more original. Number three, consistency. Be consistent. This definitely applies to music and the music business is you need to be consistent in terms of the music and product you're creating. You want to always be writing new tracks, coming out with new content, new music, and getting it out into the marketplace. Number four, create value. Again, same idea, whether you're in business or in music, and obviously music is a form of business, you want to create value. So you want to create music that people, that there's actually a need for, a demand for. So within the parameters of being unique and authentic and consistent, figure out how you can create value and deliver that to, to your potential clients. Um, number five, pick one or two things and master them. Again, to tie this into music in the music industry, I think this is a great example because what I see working more often than not, the artists that are super successful in the context of licensing, is they usually stick to one or two things. They're usually not sort of all over the, the map stylistically. They usually have one or two, maybe three if they're really, really good, but one, one or two styles that they specialize in and they dominate within that genre. So... Pick one or two things and master them. Number six, find where your passion and public interest overlap. And I may have let, left that point out. Um, but again, this is completely applicable to, to music. You don't want to just do what it is you're passionate about if there's absolutely no need for what it is you're passionate about. So you want to find the point where your passion and demand intersect. And again, like tying it into the example of what I've been able to do business-wise, I'm passionate about music. Is music licensing my favorite thing about music? No. To be honest, there, there's other aspects of the mu music industry that I'm more passionate about, but there's a need for information about music licensing. So music licensing for me is the point where my passion for music 
and the public demand have sort of overlapped. And it's a niche that I sort of settled, settled on based on the demand there is for information related to that niche. And finally, the last point, number seven, always be improving. And again, I don't think this requires much explanation. I think this is sort of self-explanatory, but as it relates to music and the music you make, you want to continuously improve the music you're making, keep writing new tracks, keep improving those tracks, keep improving the quality of your songs, the quality of your, your compositions, try new things. You want to keep growing. You want to keep improving. And this is true, again, like regardless of whether or not you're doing an internet business or you're creating music. I think these same ideas apply across the board. So I hope you got value out of this podcast. Again, I get a lot of questions about marketing, so I I sort of wanted to break down the way I think about marketing and what I think has worked for me Like when I really objectively look at what it is that I do. So with that said, I want to close this podcast with a new track of mine. This is something I recorded this a couple weeks, a few weeks ago when I was in California with my producer, Gary Gray. This is a track we wrote specifically for a TV show on A&E that's coming out next March. And I don't know, to be honest, if I'm at liberty to say the name of the show until it airs, um, but it will be on A&E next March. And when it actually airs, I'll, I'll mention the show on this podcast or a blog or, or something like that. But this is a track. So... Back to the idea of always improving your craft, always improving what it is you're doing. This is a track that I probably wouldn't have written a couple years ago. I probably wouldn't have have even thought to write a track like this, but I've really sort of deliberately expanded my network of people within the the TV and film uh, licensing niche. And so sort of through meeting a new contact when I was in California last month, I connected and met with someone who's working on a couple different TV shows. And so I wrote this track specifically for a TV show on on A&E. This is a sort of ambient guitar piece, and this is called Rays of Hope, and I hope you like it. And until the next podcast, have a great week, have a great day. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you.